The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. On the first day of the week, two of Jesus' followers were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about these, all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still looking sad, then one of them, whose name was Clopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who are with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. I am always humbled and intimidated when we read today's lection from Acts and the report, those who welcomed his message were baptized and that day about 3,000 persons were added. No pressure. I love movies. Popcorn movies, serious movies, ridiculous movies. I love them all. And one of my favorites is the animated kids movie, and kids is in big 
air quotes, inside out. If you haven't seen it, that's okay. You should go home and see it. But if you have not, I will summarize. Inside Out is an an exploration of our emotions. Set inside our heads, scary I know, anthropomorphized versions of five of our primary feelings, joy, sadness, anger, disgust, and fear, all interact with hilarious effect. Psychologists have praised the film for smartly characterizing our emotions and other brain functions. And one function of our psyche that is represented particularly well in the movie is core memory. These core memories are cherished, and they are moments in our life that create who we are and through which our personality, relationships, and values are formed and projected. Whether your life has consisted of less than a decade or many decades, there are events that stand out, those core memories that feel like yesterday, moments when the sights and the smells and the tastes are so vivid and they're almost real And you can replay those moments in your mind as if they were yesterday. And without those moments and the impact that they had on our souls, we would not be who we are today. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, my core memories are often not the quote-unquote big moments. You know the kind of big moments I mean, weddings and graduations and births and deaths. The month of May is often full of those big events. But for me, many of those moments are often a blur. I know that, um, I, know that I was there, I have seen pictures and I am in them, but the particular details escape me. On the other hand, there are ordinary moments in my life that I remember very well. These are moments that, in the time, must have seemed very pedestrian, but looking back, something about what was said or what was shared or what was felt made an indelible impression. Perhaps I just have a poor memory, but maybe you know what I'm talking about. For example, I have very little memory of my graduation from college. I can't even remember who the speaker was. But certain conversations and moments between dear friends during my college years, I can recall almost word for word. I have, I hate to admit it, but I have little memory of some of the big moments in my children's lives. But there are regular moments building Legos, singing songs, special hugs that I will carry with me for eternity. And as I read this week's gospel and pondered its place in this season of Easter, I began to think about big moments versus small moments. I've always wondered why the resurrection wasn't a bigger moment. 
Certainly the Gospels report on the great events of Easter itself. In the Gospel of Matthew, which we read this year, at the moment of the resurrection there was a great earthquake and the angel of the Lord came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. That sounds like a pretty big moment. But only two disciples, one angel, and a few guards actually witnessed it. I would think that the defeat of death, the resurrection of God's own Messiah, the very fulcrum on which the entire universe moves and gains meaning, I would think that that moment would have been a little more. Perhaps I've seen too many superhero movies, but I want explosions and trumpets and banners and Jesus riding in on a horse the size of Montana. But instead, Scripture reports of small moments, moments like we read about in today's gospel, two disciples encountering Jesus on the road to Emmaus. Here we have two old friends who, after all the excitement and heartbreak of Holy Week, were probably exhausted and confused and a little tired of big moments. But while on the road, the two meet a third, a man who they do not recognize. And they travel with him for a while, and they share their story. I wonder if they talked for a great long while over dinner, and the two revealed their deepest longings regarding Jesus and God and what his ministry might truly mean. And then this stranger took some bled, bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. And the two immediately recognized the third as their friend and teacher, that Jesus of Nazareth. And right before he vanishes, just like that, Christ was made known. In this story, we learn that God, while God is certainly mighty and can be known in big moments, God also can be made known, and perhaps more profoundly so, in small moments. Yes, there are lightning bolts and earthquakes, but God is also known in a meal through talking and listening and in the breaking of bread. Perhaps you have known God in that kind of moment. God moments, the thin places as the Celtics describe them. Moments when someone appears unannounced or something happens seemingly out of nowhere. Moments when you are feeling down and you feel and suddenly you receive a note or a text from a friend that makes you smile and laugh. Moments that appeared mundane on your calendar, but in the moment you realize, I really love this person, or I think I can really do this, or maybe I'm going to make it after all. These are the moments that may not seem like seas parting or stones rolling, 
but God is there and resurrection is happening and God is made known. On your journey, there may be big moments that you are supposed to remember and perhaps you were better than I and will actually remember them. But on your walk, wherever your walk takes you, whether it's to Emmaus or to the grocery store, be on the lookout for the small moments. Be on the lookout for the inconsequential moments that can be quite consequential. Be on the lookout for a God, for God who is made known in the smallest of things. For these moments can be a life of faith. Amen.